0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sports Talk with Jeff and Mike. It is Monday morning, October. I don't even know what date it is. It's Monday morning after week five of the NFL. Ninth. October 9th. We are here in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. This is Papa Pod 2 um, fast reaction to week five.
1: Jeff, how you doing? Good. I'm getting used to getting here early, but I brought my own coffee this time because you got That's no right. cream, no, no almond milk, Zippo. None of that stuff. So. But I cooked. The eggs were good. The bacon was top-notch, right. man. That's
0: right. Let's get right into it, everybody, because we know you have a busy Monday. We do as well. Um, we're going to go right into the Giants. Jeff, I-, I asked you how you were doing. All right, let's 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 just get into it. Odell hurt uh, rough, every rough res- every receiver hurt. 0-5. I
1: mean, this game was uh, you know against the Chargers. Two-, two teams didn't have a victory. Giants started out well. With a safety early up 9-0 in the first quarter. I was feeling good watching the game, looking like this might be our first victory. And, um, and then stuff just starts happening. And I, I, I saw changes in, in this team that I hadn't seen for four, four games. I see a running game. I see with Perkins out, I see the Giants starting to move the ball on the ground. Gallman and Darkware. Um, and I loved what I was seeing. Uh, I was seeing them put pressure on Phillip Rivers almost every down. I'm like, this is a different kind of team for the first half. Um, Chargers looked, looked poor. I mean, they really looked poor. And Rivers was getting pressured all the time. So I go, this is going to be our first victory. And then shit happens, right? And, and what, what Rivers was doing, first of all, in the, in the third and fourth quarter, was completing third down passes. And the, and the Giants couldn't stop him on third down. That started changing. Uh, and then the Giants receivers started going down one by one. Shepard, Marshall. And Beckham, who was having a really good game, and he was the last man standing. And I thought the Giants were still going to pull it out. He goes down. Um, and, again, their defense just couldn't stop Rivers on third down. His completion after completion, whether it was Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, whoever was catching passes. And um, Giants score, Chargers come back to score again, and Eli throws the pick. And what's the result of this game? A running game that's finally improved. And then their receivers get decimated. Their best player on the team is out for the season. Uh, Carding him off the field, crying. I mean, that was the epitome. Of, that was a snapshot of our 0-5 start right
0: now. Yeah, Rivers, 21 of 44 for 258 yards. Three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, three touchdowns, but 21 of 44 is not a great day. Yeah, they Manning, pressure them. They pressure yeah, them. Manning, 21 of 36, 225. Two touchdowns, the, the game-ending pick. Um Look, Giants are 0 and five. No teams ever made the playoffs after 0 and five, so they're done in that sense. Um, what
1: happens going forward for the Giants? In your view, or what do you want to see? Look, I mean, I, I want to see. It's almost like I want to see two things. I want to see them get a great draft choice, uh, which would mean a three and thirteen season. Um, I don't want to endure that. I don't want to see that. You know, a few years ago they started 0 and six and they finished strong. Um, I want to see them get their pride back. I want to see them get their team unity back. I want to see them get their confidence back uh, behind their coach and behind their quarterback. Because right now, I'm looking at Eli Manning, and I'm seeing a guy that's at the end of his career. I'm looking at McAdoo, yeah. and I'm seeing a coach that is has no control over the team. So I'm of two minds, man. So, I, I, so you I, finally admit I, McAdoo has no control over the team. Uh, yeah, but I, I and I will say that because, because maybe because of what you said earlier, that Beckham has caused all this. But an 0-5 team. Uh, rarely has uh, I think I think an 0-5 team always looks to their coach and says something's wrong here and I just I see a boring predictable offense and I see a lot of penalties that, that I mean my wife asked me yesterday what what's what's going on with them I go who do you blame I go well I think I have to blame management there's no discipline here they I mean there's penalties there's there's stupid penalties there's a lot of discord in this team so ask me what what I'd like I'd like Love to see a, a draft choice, but more than that, I want to see their confidence and their pride and their unity come back by winning a bunch of games and ending the season with some sense of uh, unity going forward to next year. Yeah, I think, like I said before,
0: McAdoo lost this team when he allowed Beckham to challenge him publicly on Twitter and never did anything about it, and then lost the team further when he challenged Eli Manning in that press conference. So I think the penalties are a direct result of an undisciplined team. Do I think when you're 0-5, it all comes from what happened with Odell in the offseason? No, because 0-5 is really bad. Nobody saw that coming. But to your point about offensive unpredictability, they were supposed to have fixed that in the offseason. That was what Brandon Marshall was there for. They were supposed to be running different offensive um, plays, and they haven't done that. It's the same one and two wide receiver sets. Yeah. And they did nothing really at running back. LeGarrett Blunt was on the market. They never, they didn't get him. Um, yeah. I mean, I think McAdoo has to go. My question would be if the team rallies and wins six or seven to finish six and 10 or seven and nine, which would be a miracle because they're 0 and 5, right? Which means they have to have a really good stretch down the season. Does that
1: save McAdoo? That's McAdoo's, a great question. Does that save McAdoo? And do you want that? That's a great question. As a Giants fan, it's almost like I don't want that. You know, I, it's almost like I don't want them to go six and 10 or seven and nine by some miracle. Yeah, because we're going to see probably the whole regime back there next year. So I'm looking maybe uh, it's it's up to it's I'm up two hearts again. I I want to see them win games and and, and get back to playing good football. But I think a major change is in order because who's to say that they're not going to make this same non movement at offensive line and running back next year because yeah, right. That was their problem last year yet. They did nothing to fix it. And you know what? They, they're 0 and five. They were an 11 win team last year. I think they, yeah. they rested on their laurels. I said we're, we won 11 games. We had the, one of the best defenses in the league. We don't have to change too much. And in essence, I think they really did. And, I um, mean, this is a team that many people
0: had winning the division and yeah, contending in the NFC. Too. 0 you and know? five is. I mean, look if they were two and three, eh, maybe
1: 0 and five is bad. Hey, look, good signs this is Goldman. I think is a is a good running back. They they, they had some you know, impressive ground game and some drives. But, you know, Eli Manning, as much as a fan as I am of him in this day and age with, where mobility at quarterback, we spoke about this, is needed, and he has none combined with an offensive line that doesn't give him time. And receivers now that probably are not going to get open, they don't have their top-line receivers. You they had add, no you, receivers. And you add that all together, <laughs> who's he throwing to? He's in, and he hates contact. He's going to take a dive. And, and is it is time for a quarterback change? He was okay last year when their defense was good, but now he's not when, when they don't have much of a defense or... Or, or any wins, so I hope that they win some games, but maybe not too many. Where they uh, where they keep their whole right coaching staff.
0: All right, so let's move on. Patriots played uh, Thursday night in Tampa. First of all, Thursday night football is just bad. That was an I'm, I'm a Patriots fan, and I'll I love every opportunity to watch Brady and Belichick, and I love all that. But that was bad. Football. Really bad football on both sides. Now um and that is a consistent theme with Thursday night football, I think. Um I mean the penalties, it was every other play. It felt like at least there was a penalty. We're gonna talk about that a little later in the show, just about the penalties in the NFL in general. Um Patriots defense looked to recover a little bit. I know they gave up three hundred yards to Winston, but a lot of that came at the end of the game when um the Bucks were driving to try to get that game winning score. So the Patriots defense was playing really soft. So he picked up, he went over 300 because of that. So I give him a plus there. Stefan Gilmore played isolation on Mike Evans, which he talked about during the week that he prefers to be isolated on one guy. I don't know this for a fact, but it sure seemed like Patricia said, you take Evans, we'll deal with the rest. And that really helped Gilmore. Evans was shut down. Evans was completely shut down. And that's why they got Gilmore. To shut down guys like Evans, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown. Guys that are bigger, that um, Malcolm Butler's had trouble with in the past. I thought the defense played better. It's not perfect, but it was a lot better than what it was. Um, and and look, you give the offense credit. Brady threw for 300 yards again. He got hit. He's been hit more times this season than he was hit All of last year. And he's getting punished. And at at 40 years old, to take the beating that he's taking and continue to produce at what he's producing. I think he's got the number two passer rating in the NFL. He's two or three in touchdowns thrown. It's it's unbelievable. It's transcendent. He clearly hasn't aged a bit. But... He can't keep
1: taking those hits, and that's the story of this. Of and, this And Tampa, yeah. I think Tampa came in with only one sack. And, yeah, and, and they, they had like four. <laughs> and they weren't supposed to have uh, a, a good passer. They sacked right. every time, so clearly their O-line has got submission. Nate's, right? Nate Solder, the left tackle, um, not
0: playing up to par at all. He missed all the preseason. He missed a lot of training camp, so there's something going on there. The bright side is they have Dante Scarnecchia as their offensive line coach, who's a shoo-in for the Hall of Fame and a great – one of the best O-line coaches in football. So you hope they can get that fixed. You know, the other part of this is, and I mean, the Patriots won, so you're happy they won. It didn't look pretty, and it was Thursday night. They, they won without Gronk, and so that's a real big plus. Yeah. Any kind of win you can get like that. And people say, well, what's the story with missing Edelman? Brady's still throwing all these touchdowns, and he's close to the top of the league in yards, and he's close to the top of the league in passer efficiency and quarterback rating. Look, that's right, he is, because he's, he's a great quarterback. But here's where he's missing Edelman. He would get the ball out much, much, much quicker when he was under pressure with Edelman. Much quicker. And right now, Hogan... Hogan and Amendola don't, don't have that same ability, I don't think? I mean, They don't as catch Edelman. it. I mean, I mean, I've watched Hogan go over the middle and miss a f- drop a few. Yeah, he's, he's I've watched Cooks go over the middle and drop a few. Yeah. And I've watched Amendola, who is tough as nails, go over the middle and drop a few. It's not the same. It's, it's, and that's where they're missing Edelman. They don't yet, and I'm not, it'll develop, I think. They don't yet have the guy that can provide those short, intermediate, not even intermediate routes, those short routes where Brady can let the ball go in 1.2 to 1.6 seconds, grab it, and then grab an extra five to six yards after the catch. The other problem I see is, again, they cannot get one yard on third down. They, they just can't do it, and it's really a problem. Towards the end of that game, the offense had a chance to put the game away. I, two times, the Patriots were in third and one and could not get a yard. That's a huge, huge problem. Is it because they missed Blunt has to be. right. It has to, be. absolutely has to be. He, he,
1: he was a horse, to, a guaranteed getting two or three yards and short and you know, yeah, short. Right? And they're not running Gillisley in third and one. It cost
0: them huge in the Kansas City game. I'm, I firmly believe that's the big reason that Kansas City was able to do what they did because New England's offense could not stay on the field on both those uh, one time on fourth and one and on third and one. And in Tampa, they almost lost again. They could have, the game could have been shut down. So those are the problems I see right now for the Patriots. Look, they are lucky. They could not be one and four right? easily. Could be one and four. Um, but I don't think any of these problems are not curable. It's not a talent issue. This is mostly the same defense from last year that allowed a league low in points. So if anyone can fix these problems, it's Patricia and Belichick and the offense is, is putting up insane numbers. I think they have the most points scored in the entire league, or they're very close to it. I haven't looked this morning at the new numbers. They, they, they can fix these problems. They got one 100, forty-eight. One
1: forty-eight. Who's uh, it? One sixty-four. Kansas City. Who was just? Well, that's of course they went story. off last night. Yeah. Uh, other than that, they're sec- uh, third also. So the Rams are higher too. But in the AFC, uh, AFC they're behind Kansas City. Okay. So, but, so, but, but points against one forty-two, which is uncharacteristic.
0: Completely uncharacteristic. But they only gave up fourteen. To Tampa, and at the end of the day, that's the stat that right. matters the most. So you, you say a the win's a win, win. a win's a
1: win. The the three and two, along with uh, the Jets and Buffalo, but, unbelievable, uh, which unbelievable. Is
0: unbelievable. So I think they'll get it straightened out. Um, I thought I thought I saw a lot of good things. Obviously, things that still need to be improved. I-, I think isolating Gilmore on on whatever team's top receiver makes a lot of sense. Like you said, Evans did nothing in that game. Yep, and he's Those clearly were, their best player by far. All right, so that's enough on the Patriots. Uh, if you guys have any questions. Obviously email the show, JM Sports Podcast at Gmail dot com. Um let's get on to the next game and the best game of the year so far. Packers
1: Cowboys. Man, that was some game. So yeah, um, back and forth. Uh and I thought the Cowboys being coming off a loss and being at home, we're gonna really take it to Green Bay. Green Bay plays well at that stadium. And um start off, uh, you know, Dak and Zeke uh, Ezekiel Elliott looking like they were um doing what they did last year. And, uh, you know, Dallas is up 21-12 at halftime. And I thought it was going to be a real, real tough game for Green Bay to come back. And then I have to wake up and say, never underestimate Aaron Rodgers. Um, Now, I heard something that just blew me away. Uh, I think the Packers in the first three quarters of this season are outscored by a few points. And in the fourth quarter, they're outscoring teams by over 100 points. Scored points. 20 points in the fourth quarter. Right, in this so game. their fourth quarter numbers this year are off the charts. They are sometimes dormant for three quarters. And then Aaron Rodgers goes off. And, and he continues to do this. To me, he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen throwing the ball on the run. Um, you know what was great? Devontae Adams comes back right from a horrible injury a couple of Thursday night games ago when he went to the hospital. Yep. And you think this guy's going to be out for weeks Comes back and he catches two touchdown passes, including the game winner. So Rogers in the fourth quarter, man, this is what did it for me, right? Well, first of all, what do you think about this? So, so, so Dak comes down and, and Dallas scores, right? With and they were fired up, and they, but but did they score too early? Well, uh, that's a co- and so I wanted to talk like about holy, that. I'm thinking that's that, coaching. Yeah, that's but, Jason Garrett. That's a if mistake. You, if you and I were thinking the same thing, that yes, holy crap, is a minute something, and plenty of time I for Rodgers. would march right. Down. You know, their coach was so so what should they have done? should dak have taken a knee should they needed a touchdown right they needed a touchdown yeah and they they were going to get it because with zeke and, but but you got to manage that. You, yeah, if man. you're if
0: you're Jason That's, Garrett
1: and Jason Garrett's the play caller
0: for that team, I I believe you have got to manage that better. So you got to bring do them down do? and score that touchdown yeah. in the the 45 to anywhere between 15 seconds to 45 right. seconds and you could you could do it. There was no reason that they had to rush that score. Right. You cannot leave these are the quarterbacks you can't leave a minute 15 to. Brady, Breeze, Rodgers. Brady, Rogers. Breeze, and Rogers, And, and I'm going to put Alex Smith in that category this now. year. Now. Absolutely. And yeah. here's what's so egregious about that. Rogers did this to them in that stadium he,
1: last right, year. Right,
0: Burned them the same way.
1: So there was a play before in on that Terrible drive coaching. where where Dak goes. This is after like an eight or nine-yard run by Zeke, right? Second and short. Right. And, and then he throws a, uh, an out pattern into the corner of the end zone, which was incomplete. But two things. And it stops the, it clock. stops the clock. So if they would have scored a touch, then there would have been like uh, uh, more time left. more right. than a minute. And But this stopped the clock, right? So why not run the ball again? Continue to run the ball. Get it, like you said, down to 40-something seconds. And then and let them – At can least, least make Rodgers, and then maybe they get a field goal. But Rodgers comes back in typical Rodgers fashion, has incredible run. an incredible run. A typical Rodgers run. He breaks the tackle, goes down the sideline, stays in bounds, and gets them close enough where they score a couple of plays later. So – um, and the and the Dallas know, defense man. held Rodgers. I mean, yeah, little
0: Rodgers. He was nineteen of twenty nine for two twenty one. Now right. he had three touchdowns. But, but well, that's but, not but, but world those yards beater. yards are not
1: Rodgers' yards. Well, Aaron Jones nineteen Great. carries
0: one hundred and twenty five yards. Big. Oh, hell, boy! If they
1: get a running game now, of which they had none,
0: that's right, huge. And Rodgers spread the ball around. Devontae Adams, Martellus Bennett, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson all had more than one catch. Uh, Adams had two touchdowns. Jordy had the other one. I mean he and these were long throws right he had a 14-yard to Adams 33 yards to Bennett 24 yards to Kendrick's I mean he spread the ball around the numbers aren't gaudy but oh, when it but when it mattered you can't you cannot leave Aaron Rodgers
1: that kind of time especially when you've been burned by him before but so that you, was the game of the year that was the great game and you know what it's almost like Rodgers were playing another game of the year because he's that kind of quarterback and if they can put, continue to play kind of average football for three quarters, he's going to have these fourth quarter comebacks. But but man, um, you know, so it drops uh, Dallas down. Uh, what are they now? Two and three. Right. Which and, and, which
0: and, is a good segue. Big, we, we talked yeah. about this. I think you and I had both good said teams in that East. We didn't think Dallas was going to be for real this year. We thought there'd be regression. There clearly has been. And that leads us to the best team, I think, right now in the NFC, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles. Man. Four and one Carson Wentz in his sophomore season, looks to be the real deal. Uh, LeGarrette blunt has been great for them, by the way. And,
1: oh, my God, there's a defense. Man, they, Boy, do the Eagles look good. And no, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. They manhandled what I thought was a pretty good Arizona team. Um, but they went out early, 21 points in the first quarter. And you said a Carson Wentz is, is ideal quarterback, 21 for 30, 304 yards, four TDs. Um, he didn't run much in that game, but I've seen the guy move for a big guy. He can move and they got receivers. Now suddenly Aguilar is and Alsh- Alshon. Jeffrey are playing important, uh, uh, minutes, uh, and, you know, important snaps. And so is their tight end Ertz uh, and, and blunt, like you said, 74 yards. He didn't score a TD, but he's, he's money inside, uh, yeah. five, right. And, and this team doesn't have much weakness right now and might be, well, you said they're the best team in the NFC, in the NFC. Yeah, the best team in the e- NFC East for sure could be. In the, yeah, could, I mean Green Bay t- to me might be the best team in the N- NFC. I like the Eagles' defense a little better, yeah. but
0: again, we're only five games in, so we're going to see. Yeah, so
1: they manhandled Arizona, went out early, and are taking control of the NFC East. Washington ha- had a bye this week. They're a good team also, uh, and it's topsy turvy from last year. It looks like the Giants and the Cowboys who were. The tops in that division last year. Are towards Total football. Yeah. All
0: right. Major disappointment yesterday. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. Wow.
1: Right. Let's talk about. I couldn't believe that. Right. The,
0: the regression of Ben Roethlisberger continues. You called um, it. Yeah. Said he wanted to retire. Has he has not been good this year. Five picks. Not throwing the, and can't throw the long ball. There's infighting with Antonio Brown. You know, Brown was through the uh, through the Gatorade cooler last week on the sideline. Roethlisberger came out on Pittsburgh radio and said he talked to Antonio internally and it was his team. Roethlisberger saying this, he's, he's going to control things. And then he goes out and throws five picks. That team is a mess. No
1: touchdowns, five picks. Brown had a good game. 10 catches, 157. But what's with Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell? Now, remember he held out. He had 47 we yards in We talked about game. that. I said right. that was going to be a problem. Right. I mean, for Jacksonville to come into Pittsburgh and spank <laughs> them like that. Leonard Fournette. Wow, Whoa. 90, 90 yard <laughs> run he, you know he, he started slow I go I go I was just thinking about him I go man yeah what kind of rookie year is he gonna have And he, he hasn't started out with like gangbusters and he goes off 181 yards two touchdowns Blake Bortles only threw the ball 14 times well now
0: that's the so there's the question can Leonard Fournette keep it up look he's young so maybe he can do that all season but is Jacksonville making a mistake by running him that much are they gonna burn him out really
1: fast yeah 28 car- uh 28 carries um well it was working so they, right they, they, they kept really going well. with it but you know Bortles had a had a didn't have a really good game in, in England or uh, you know this, yeah uh this team so they're on the top of their division right now three and two uh, big surprise because you and I spoke about Houston and Tennessee a lot um and about how we thought those teams were the with the top teams, uh, well,
0: I mean Tennessee. Mariota's out. Yeah, he's out. And same thing for you know, sort uh, of symmetry, right? Derek Carr's out. Raiders had a terrible wonder, day. Raiders took EJ Manuel. Oof, God. should probably should even be in the NFL. What a terrible situation that is he, in Oakland.
1: Yeah, Raiders. Uh, I think Carr should be back. I believe soon. They say but, he's going to play next week.
0: But the, but that's problematic. You know, one of the things I think that that is the hallmark of really good football teams is the backup quarterback there's usually somebody there just in case i mean you you see that you certainly have seen it in new england over the years and i think you you can find other examples of it you've even seen it in green bay at, at times too when rodgers has been out a few times the, the packers have been able to hold serve at least you got to have something better with a team like the raiders who were picked by a lot of people to at least challenge the patriots and potentially win you got to have a backup plan for a guy who's been injured before. And EJ Manuel is not a, yeah. not a good backup plan. Not a good backup plan. Um disappointing to see the Raiders at two and three right now. Who, a lot of people including me had them, you know, at the class of the AFC up there with with New England.
1: Right. And in Kansas City, so Kansas City last night um takes care of business against uh against the Texans. Well,
0: Almost didn't.
1: It almost didn't. But almost they, didn't. But they looked good early. I think. I think they dominated more than than the score shows. But they are oh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun though. Watson. I mean, well, look, Houston, uh, who we spoke about their defense being so strong. So who have they lost now in defense? They lost I mean, J.J. Watt right last and night. And they lost. I'm look. I'm getting the name up right now. Yeah, they are getting um, decimated on, on defense, and their offense has turned it around behind a dynamic quarterback. But Whitney merciless. I mean, so merciless is out, and now Watt last night breaks breaks his leg. Um, and he missed last year. And, He's out for the season, uh, and I think
0: merciless is out for the season too. It's
1: devastating. So this is a kind of a turnaround team. Was now scoring a lot of points, but they're giving up a lot of points. And this is a defense that, that we were uh, talking about preseason that would be one of the best defenses around. But so that whole division is, is, is unusual. I, do I think Jacksonville's going to last? No, and I still think Tennessee is the class of the division if they get Mariota back.
0: Is Alex Smith the MVP currently he through five is, games?
1: He is playing well. I think he's playing the best of any quarterback in the league. I mean, yep. it's hard to argue with that. The guy never throws picks, but now he's throwing deeper. He's throwing. He's throwing. uh
0: He's not uh, a game manager artich. anymore.
1: Not right. Right. That was the criticism. Right. This uh, that he's not going to put up numbers. He's a game manager. But now they have a dynamic running back, and they are a complete team. And uh, gonna right, going to be a tough team to beat. You know, I saw. I saw. I mean, unless you want, you know, anything more on the Kansas City game? No. Or, I saw a game yesterday that interests me because the Rams, who I thought could be on the verge of turning things around to be a, a contender, um, and they and they played well against Seattle. They lost that game. Uh, Goff and Gurley didn't have good games. Um, no
0: Goff uh, three picks?
1: Two, picks, two picks, no TDs. Uh, look, they played a very good defense. They shut down Gurley, but still, this team was in the game towards the end. And almost won it. There was a pass yes, in the end touchdown. zone. It was it, he led them a little bit too much. And this team is is still to be reckoned with. I think in that in 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 that division in the NFC West, they they have to be considered. Uh, they're they're a big improved team. Goff's a good quarterback. Seattle's defense stepped up like we always thought that they would. They still have really no running game, and they managed to squeak it out. But that was an interesting game. The Rams should not be forgotten about when you're talking about uh, some teams. If Gurley continues to have a breakthrough season and Goff improves. Uh, they are going to be a team that you, you got to consider. That, that was kind of an interesting game yesterday.
0: Um, non game topics. There's two of them today that we talked about pre show that we wanted to discuss. One, um, it feels like, and I don't have the statistics, it feels like there's an inordinate amount of penalties being called in these games. And not just an inordinate amount, but it feels like a lot of away from the ball penalties. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of hands to the face. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's I running it play. So. I'm seeing it. And it's happened not just to the Patriots. I'm seeing it in a lot of other games, too. I'm seeing a lot of offensive pass interference. And they show the replay, and I'm trying to figure out exactly where that contact was. And it's not, And I'm not just talking about the, the OPIs on Gronkowski. I'm seeing it in a lot of other games, too. There's a lot of what I think are phantom penalties. And it's, it is making the games, I think much more difficult to watch exactly what are I your mean, thoughts
1: exactly i i was approached a few days ago by a buddy of mine that says i used to love the nfl watching it now it's really tough to watch He goes, i can't figure out why well i think i think i think there's a couple of reasons i mean you, you nailed it with the penalties to me it's in two categories it's the it's the holding or the defensive holding or the pass interference where there's a little bit of contact or something those penalties are called all over the place uh, incidental contact happens a lot, but they're calling pass interference, they're calling holding, or hands to the face, things like that. And then the the hits on the quarterback now, or you know, or or targeting and things like that. Now I understand that these refs that these refs are really up against the wall because there's the injuries are happening all over the place, and they and they have to call these penalties even when they're close. But but man, we're seeing these these hits that look to be like what I think are fairly legitimate hits. It's either unsportsmanlike or targeting. Those are a problem. I think the refs are being very, very gun-shy, and they're calling anything that's close. But in in, in response to your point, yeah, these penalties away from the ball, that change the game. You know, third down where it should be fourth down. Suddenly there's a new set of downs. We're seeing it. We saw it in the Cowboy game yesterday. It's happening all over the place. I think the refs are just gun-shy and feel like they have to call things when it's close, and... It's starting to ruin the game. It's making the game uh, dependent on the whim of the referee. Yeah, and it's taking it away from the play on the field.
0: I mean, I, the ones I've seen, they're relative to New England. But I saw it, we saw it in the Carolina game. You know, on a third and ten, the quarterback gets sacked, and you know, fifteen yards away, they call a hands to the face right, right. on Stephon Gilmore. You know, or and I'm trying to figure. I mean, did he touch the guy's face? Yeah, I mean, but like, how does it, that affect the play? How did that affect the play? Exactly. I'm seeing offensive pass interference called everywhere, yeah. or I'm seeing offensive holding in a. I mean, defensive holding rather. All over the place. But the running play is you know a 15 yard right. run to the to the right sideline, and up on the left, yeah. 20 yards away from the play, they're going to call a, de- a,
1: a defensive wrong. holding it's penalty. Wrong. It makes no sense. It didn't to me. Imp- it, that that penalty did if it doesn't impact the play? Why is it being called? Yeah, why is it being called? And I'm and I don't remember
0: it being this it's, prevalent. It's it's is bad. it
1: different this year? I think it's different. I think I think there's a lot more. I I, I seem like this replays a lot, but I think that I think there's a lot more penalties and bad penalties that are being called. Um, there's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more of these uh, I, I, targeting. I understand why they're doing it, but I see some. I, and again, I go back to the Thursday night hit against Devonte Adams. That was a problem. That was that was, a that, was a, that was targeting. And, 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 yeah. So, so they really. I mean, should they review? Like in college, right? In college, they review these targeting penalties to see if the players should be tossed. Should they review? Which is yet another review. Should they review these targeting penal uh, uh, penalties just right. to, to see if they even were targeting or not? But that's going to add more review. So I, I think the games are tough to watch these days because of the penalties that are bad. Because of the constant reviews, a, a touchdown is scored. You can't cheer for your team yet because you're not sure if it's a touchdown because they're going to review the play. Every play is being reviewed. You just don't know. I don't know, man. It's making the games longer, tougher to watch, and um, I don't know if it's better yeah. for the game. It's not better for
0: the and game. And nobody knows what pass interference is anymore, I offense what... or defense. I, I don't know because I've seen some plays. You know, Look, they called Gronk for that offensive pass interference in in the Carolina game when he went over the middle. All he did was move his left hand down. There was no contact. And I saw it called across the board, though, in the league, all over the place. Even in the Bucks game against the Patriots, the Bucks got called for an offensive pass interference penalty, and they showed it. I was
1: like... Well, yeah, where um, I don't is it?
0: see the pass. I don't see the contact. They're calling it too much. They're yeah. calling too. I feel like they're calling too much. It's,
1: it's almost like you know, it's third and long. You know what? Or second and long, and, and you're behind. Just throw it deep. If there's if there's contact, or if the receiver falls down and throws up his hands, you know, aka soccer, um, where it, it's becoming, it's becoming noticed. There's Brian yesterday, and um, is an example. And the refs are going to pay a lot of attention. It's ruining the game it's very tough to have a one-on-one a D-back on a receiver, and it's just almost inevitable that there's going to be something called on, on the D-back, or sometimes offensively. But let them play the game. It's okay if they mix it up a little bit. A penalty's a penalty. Pass interference is pass interference. Yeah, but what is the rule? It's getting twisted and stretched. I mean, nobody knows. It's almost it's- like if there's any contact— There's a penalty, which is annoying. Things, yeah. All right. The other
0: topic that we discussed, and and I think I've seen talked about nationally, and I don't have the statistics, but it sure seems like there's an awful lot of injuries. And this started in the preseason. And I'm not talking about somebody nicked up with a calf or or a tight hamstring and they're questionable. I'm talking about big time season-ending injuries, whether it's broken bones, torn ACLs. I feel like I am seeing that every week all over the league and i the question i'm gonna ask is this is it a field turf issue you know this new field a lot of people complaining about the turf in new england a lot of teams um these new it just seems like there's more acl tears more i don't know but could be i mean jj watts out you know um Edelman was out. I mean, you've seen this across the league. A lot of big time players going down. I don't know what um, it is. It seems problematic. Chris
1: Conley ruptured Achilles tendon y- yesterday. Eric Berry from Kansas City ruptured his <sighs> Achilles opening night. I, I don't know. I mean, to see yesterday in such striking uh, evidence with the Giants receivers and then and then J.J. Watt going down and ankles being broken. And all, and all the injuries were ankles to to, to the Giant receivers yesterday. Yeah, so, Beckham breaking his leg yeah, and his ankle. Yeah, and then. I don't know. You know, quarterbacks are going down, right? Bradford, Carr, I don't know. I, different injuries. And, Bradford, Carr, yeah. Mariota, all down. So weird, right? I mean, more than usual. More than it usual. Feels I like I it. don't know what... I, yeah, I don't know if it's is in actuality. Is it more than usual? We, we'd have to see. It seems like it more, it is, and I don't know what the reason or the explanation
0: is. I don't have an explanation for it either. You have to wonder if it... Maybe the players are just bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, but
1: but but, but not like overnight. They, no. I think they've been bigger, stronger, faster for the last, you know, 5, 10 years. So I... I they're playing with reckless abandon, but they always have. I, I You didn't see these injuries back uh, earlier. I think they're hitting harder now, and, and they're bigger yeah. and stronger and faster, and 300-pound and linemen are moving quicker, so there's just more impact. But I don't That's know. That's
0: certainly I'm, true. That's yeah. certainly true. And I've also noticed a lot of ticky-tack roughing the passer penalties, um, oh, which yes. I, I mean, I think – look. I understand you want to keep quarterbacks safe because that really is the league, right? If all your star quarterbacks go down, I think people are going to watch less. But, I mean, if a defensive lineman is coming in and the quarterback releases the ball, sometimes they're coming in. Yeah, they can't stop. If, If he tucks his helmet and hits the guy... I don't think that's roughing the passer. You. I agree with and you. And I want to keep. Look, I want to keep Tom Brady as healthy as possible. Yeah, but, but look, it's, it's bad.
1: You know, it's it's really ticky tack lately. It's really bad. I've seen so many bad calls, and it's momentum. What is the guy supposed to do? That's right. So so what if uh, what if the quarterback is not? You know, he he steps back. He he pumps. And he doesn't release it. So, and you know, because that might happen. So the lineman is is going for him. He's not going to stop and wait for the actual. He's his he wants That's a fine. sack. He's going to sack the guy. So what if the guy uh, gets off a quick release? He's his momentum's going. He's going to hit the quarterback, and the refs going to say, "Well, it was kind of. I'm going to throw the flag. We got to protect the quarterback." Like you said, it's 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 their bread and butter, but it's becoming worse and worse and those are
0: game changing can be game-changing penalties sure. you know 10 15 yards sure um all right everybody I don't have anything else for this morning you I'm got done, anything man. I'm,
1: I'm done I hope I have a a happier uh uh week next week if we can get get some Giants victories but who knows
0: all right everybody so we will be back this Wednesday previewing week six and don't forget major League baseball playoffs are in full swing this was our NFL wrap-up show but On Wednesday, we're going to have a full slate of playoff baseball to talk about, plus our previews. Oh, and just to wrap it up, we we were not able to do the show last week uh, because of travel. But in terms of our picks, remember, we pick three games each week against the spread. So currently, Jeff's in the lead. He's 4-2, and and I had an abysmal week in week four. So I'm 3-3. and We didn't pick week five, but we will be picking week six. uh, And we should be consistent the rest of the season. So... Get out there, everybody. Enjoy your Monday. Have a great week, and listen to us next Thursday morning. Talk to you later, everybody. See you. Take care.